Partly cloudy and zero in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9 o'clock. I'm Jeff Smith. Residents of the Huntingdon Village area of Abbotsford, B.C. have been told they must leave the area immediately as emergency crews work to support an evacuation effort. Flood watches were issued for four rivers overnight as rain continues to fall on already sodden southern B.C. Environment Canada doesn't expect the steady rain to let up until this afternoon. Even more rain is forecast to arrive on Tuesday. Sharing stories of loss, that's coming up, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. In the northeast on Centre Street at 17th Ave, there's two-way traffic in place until 10 p.m. And in the southwest on 50th Ave, the road is closed between 19th Street and 20th Street until early tomorrow morning. The Black Friday sale is on now at Leon's. Get amazing Black Friday specials all weekend on furniture, mattresses, appliances, TVs, and more. Ends Sunday. Visit leons.ca for details. For the 770-CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Vanessa Arate. The annual Survivors of Suicide Loss Day event was held virtually this weekend as people around Alberta shared their stories. Here's Global's Carolyn Curry de Castillo. Since his brother's death by suicide, Greg Duhaney has been helping others dealing with the complex emotions that survivors of suicide loss feel, things like guilt and anger. On Saturday, the Calgary man spoke at the annual Survivors of Suicide Loss Day event. It's the second year it's been held virtually because of the pandemic, but Greg says people are still able to connect. Greg says the pandemic has opened the door for people to talk about mental health, but contrary to assumptions that suicide rates would increase during the pandemic, Alberta statistics show that the number of suicides dropped slightly in 2020 to 592. That compares to more than 600 in each of the previous five years. Dr. Michael True with the Calgary region of the Canadian Mental Health Association says there's no clear answer for the drop in deaths, but he says it's also possible we may see higher rates in the coming years, as statistics have shown that in times of economic depression, there is a time lag when it comes to suicide and traumatic events. Carolyn Curry de Castillo, Global News. The Netherlands and Australia have become the latest countries to detect the new Omicron variant in travelers arriving from Southern Africa. The Netherlands has confirmed 13 cases, while Australia has found two. A growing raft of measures are being imposed by nations around the world as they scramble to slow the variant spread. Israel is barring entry to foreign nationals. Morocco is suspending all incoming air travel from around the world starting tomorrow for two weeks. And last week, Canada joined the list of countries that have restricted or banned to travel from southern African nations. It's a day before Cyber Monday, what one online security expert calls Christmas Eve for cyber criminals. David Shipley of Boceron Security has some tips to keep you safe when shopping online. Make sure you shop reputable uh, online websites. If you can, try and shop local. You may not be able to go to the, your local retail store, but if they have a web presence, try and go there. Uh, go to folks you know and trust first. And Shipley says, even if you see that padlock in your web browser next to the web address, that doesn't guarantee the site is safe. After a one-year hiatus, a holiday tradition has returned to Spruce Meadows. The international Christmas market is back with COVID protocols in place. Troy Snyder owns Rustic Design. He's one of the people stressing the importance of buying local. Everything I source is local. I try to use as many local people, companies as we possibly can to even use our products. Most of the wood that we do use is cut down locally in Calgary.
Visitors will have to show either proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test. In sports, semifinal Sunday in the CFL, the Stampeders and Rough Riders square off in Regina at 2.30. We'll have it for you on 770 CHQR, beginning with the pregame show at 1. The Eastern matchup has Montreal at Hamilton. Global News Sky Tracker weather. We've got wind warnings to the west, south, and east of Calgary, but not including the city itself, where gusts up to 60 are expected and a high of 15 today, down to zero tonight. Partly cloudy, breezy, and 9 tomorrow. It's zero at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Jeff Smith. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. It is November the 28th, and today is going to be almost like a, a summer day. It's going to be quite warm out there. So, again, if you've procrastinated and haven't put your Christmas lights or or haven't watered in those trees and uh, maybe give your evergreens a little drink, now would be a great day to do that, as they would be very appreciative of the extra little moisture going into, it looks like, actually till Wednesday, look, we might get a little bit of moisture, 5 to 10 mils of rain or snow. But, yeah, like today, it's going to be like, I think it's going to be like, yeah, 11, plus 11. Pretty decent for a November the 28th. Um from what I understand, the highways are closed again coming from BC. So if you are looking for any of that uh, Christmas greens or seasonal greens for your outdoor pots, I know we were fortunate enough to get uh, quite a large load in a couple of days ago. So we are, we're good for a few days, um, the way things are selling. Um, so if you are looking to get that kind of thing, that's a great day to do your pots, get your, get your, your liner pot, get some, just some loam, or we're use that, uh, we use the three-in-one mix or just the topsoil plus, and then we stick the branches in there, watered in really good, then we give it a really good soaking with the wilt proof, and that will ensure that your greens will last you through the season and uh, into the new year for sure, and uh, so if you'd like uh, that, um, we also do the custom ones, I know. Uh, Chris is down there doing it, and my wife Carolyn um, is also doing. They got Val, the the three uh, workers and designers on those pots, just make them look awesome. So, uh, good job on them, and and thanks for that. They make the gnomes. They have the Grinch trees. We have all kinds of uh, different pots, and they also do custom ones. So, if you need anything done specifically for your pots, the the ladies would be more than happy to accommodate any of those requests. And like I said, we are fortunate enough to, we, we received a fair bit of, uh, of the greens um, a couple of days ago. So we're well stocked, but hopefully our friends to BC will be able to uh, have the roads opened again. So they get through. I know all those suppliers are there sitting on all that stock and, uh, so they're hoping that they can get through to uh, supply us all with all that stuff. If you'd like to join me, the phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. That is the talk and text line. And again, just looking outside, I just can't believe how warm it is. And also trying to get all that done before the, the big football game today. You've got to cheer on our Stampeders today, and you can listen to that right here on 770 at uh, 2.30, and uh, our play-by-play team is the some of the best in the business for sure. So always enjoy listening to that 
here on 770. So, and you can always uh, just watch it and you can play it on the radio as well. And uh, enjoy the game anyways, however you do it. So great day, great afternoon to that kind of thing. Get a little bit of gardening done outside. Um, if you have any of those, I and if you have any of those dried flowers or even some of the grass or some of the sticks, I know um, Carolyn and Chris, they cut a bunch of the dried hydrangea heads from from our house and they are putting them into the Christmas arrangements and they just spray them with, with hairspray and then give them a little bit of spray with uh, wilt proof afterwards. And the hairspray holds it all together. You similarly do that when you dry grasses and stuff. When you get them dry, you spray them with hairspray and that helps hold it all together, I guess. So you get that, uh, that nice, that nice look, I guess. And uh, I don't, I don't use hairspray, so I'm not too sure how that all works. But anyways, that's how that goes. But right now we're going to go down. We're going to see what's going on. And we had a busy, busy day down at Spruce It Up yesterday. So we're going to see what Jen has to say this morning. Good morning, Jen. Hey, good morning, Merle. How are you? I'm doing good. You know, yeah. it was a nice busy day yesterday. Had some fun. You ladies were just cruising all over the place. And <laughs> we had lots of great customers. And it, it, was, it was a good day. Yeah, yeah lots of people day. out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, despite the, the slipperiness on the road in the morning, everybody Holy, seems to, uh, yeah. yeah, it was the, quite the rink, but, um, I, you know, somehow I didn't hear any customers talking about it, which was awesome. <laughs> I think I th- maybe I one, think we, right? I think we all skidded it off it on our way in. <laughs> I know I skidded, right? I go to stop and I go, like, oh, I ain't stopping. I just, I just kept going and, kept going. Went and turned around. Yeah. It went and turned around and, uh. Did you turn a couple blocks up? And yeah, that, it, a couple blocks. You skidded for a while. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that it's so, yeah, I, I think all of us at, as staff did that. But, yeah, customers seemed to kind of warm up, take that, that shine off, and, and we did. We had a, a ton. I checked the numbers. We had way more people here um, yeah. yesterday than, than Friday, and it was it just was nice because, like you said, everybody was pleasant. Lots of families in, too, with their littles and a little family with um, three little girls. And one of them had a birthday, so she was in buying a birthday flower plant oh, nice. for, her, yeah, for her special day. So it was awesome. So we have a few things going on there. Obviously, we got our fresh-cut trees. And this year, we decided we went local. We went Western Canadian, um, uh, spruce, Douglas fir, and balsam. Um, they're not the perfect culture trees, but these are great looking trees. These are, um, a little bit more natural, uh, Christmas trees this year. So we want to support local and support Western Canada. And so we really decided to, to do that. And, uh, so, awesome, uh, and it seems people are really enjoying it and they see it once they understand. And, and, and like I said, some of them aren't absolutely perfect. But they're actually they're well, they're perfect yeah. in their own way, just like all of us. <laughs> well, and that's you know it's funny, Chris and I. I think we're talking about that yesterday, just in terms of the tree. It's it's just it's not it's not the purpose and the point. You know, yes, it's it's pretty and and such, but um, you know, it's the spirit and decorating it and getting together with your loved ones or even just by yourself with a glass of wine, like I'm going to do. <laughs> you know, yeah, decorating absolutely. the tree, and it's just that's that's the point of it, and um, and supporting local is I know really important to you. And us as a business, so I think that's absolutely. awesome. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, and absolutely. Once you decorate, it's it's 
it's not there forever. Like it's there till just after yeah. Christmas and then you take it down and then you get to start fresh again next year. So, yeah. um, anyway, so that, um, so we're very fortunate to be able to find a local farmer to work mm-hmm. with and, uh, and they've harvested their trees and they brought them in and it's just nice. He's a local and it's so different dealing with someone like that. So he drops yeah. the trees off. He goes, I trust you. He goes, you count them. And just, just get me a check when I come back next Tuesday. Aww, and I'm just like, nice. it's so nice. I, so I, and I said, make sure we count them, measure them all good. Like it's just, it was just so different, right? Like sure. it's so awesome. And, uh, good. And just, yeah, just, just have a check ready, count them for me. I don't know how many I got here. <laughs> just, awesome. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's nice. You know, it's nice to have that simplicity and, and faith, you know, between people yeah, again, just, that's really awesome. Yeah, it is. It is nice, and it's and we're fortunate down at Spruce that we we have lots of outdoor space and stuff like that. So there's lots of room for everyone to roam around and uh, do sure. that. And we have that. We have our selfie station set up with Santa and the reindeer. So if yeah. you if you do want to, <laughs> it, I'm always it's amazed fun. at how well that picture turns out. It's like fun. Jaden, yeah. your daughter, Jaden and Terry took our tree lot manager to photos together with the Santa, and it it looks so good. I know it's amazing on that because uh, I know it was uh, my buddy. I think it was uh, it was Stacy Johnson from Print Three Printing. He printed that for us, right? Um, and another local business guy that uh, works very hard. But he printed that for us in super high quality. Mm-hmm. But when you take the picture, I've had so many people say, "No, no, that's a real picture. You're you're there with them." Crazy. I said, "No, no, it's a background. It just it's almost looks 3D." Yep. So it's it's, it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so if you if you if you want to, and I know we had an autistic family, and this is one of those stories I love hearing. Mm-hmm. They they their son has a hard time being around lots of people. And last year he got a picture um, in in front of it, and it was the first time Aww. he's been able to be with Santa, like things like that. Is it that just nice. It, it, it's awesome. It brings tears to your eyes, and it just yeah. it's so happy and nice. And, and she came in and he goes, "Are you guys doing that again?" I said, "Absolutely." Aww. And Chad with them, and I and Brad and Terry say, hey, "Let's make sure we get that up right away." And and those kind of things you don't realize how you touch people by those little things that we do. Absolutely. And, and have that thing set up, and it, it's it's cool, right? And if, for a kid like that to be able to have a, an experience with Santa, and as soon as you stop believing, you get underwear. <laughs> so to true. all those kids and people that, if you want to stop believing, go ahead. It's easier for us. We just get you underwear. Yeah. So then, so. Is that what happened? Oh. Yeah. I get it I, now. It said, no, my wife Carolyn put a, we have an ornament that says that on our tree. So oh. if my if, the, if they stop believing, that's fine. Aww. I'll just order. We'll just go pick up some uh, some jockeys number eleven, and, uh, <laughs> some whiteies, and there there they go. Uh, hey, <laughs> Merry Spirit Christmas, Christmas Merle. Spirit Christmas. I love that. Yeah, you, yeah, you gotta you gotta believe. So yeah, anyways. no, that's that's super cool. It is in the annual house too. So if anybody can't find that, just give us a holler. Anybody on the floor? Yeah, and, we and can you guys help you. have nice signage set up. 
yeah. and and things like that. So, anyways, we're, we're, we this time of year we do get a little bit more time to babble on about some stuff. But if you do want to join me, phone lines are wide open four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. So um, let's head into the greenhouse. You got uh, you got some Christmas plants going on in there, or what's going on? We do, and we're expecting some more. Everything's still a little bit funky, I think, with um, in terms of travel for the trucks. But we are expecting some more. We've got first of all, we've got all the greens, a restock on the greens. Those are all in the annual house as well, and then inside the greenhouse. In the first greenhouse, just out of the store, we have all the uh, poinsettias are there. They're looking gorgeous. Jess has been taking really, really good care. In fact, we can almost hardly touch them ourselves because Jess is like, those are mine, and she makes them look beautiful. (laughs) So the um, the poinsettias look fantastic. We've got lots of zygo cactus or the Christmas cactus, and we've got those cute little cypress trees and those little Norfolk pines as well in four-inch and then the larger 10-inch. I think we have one. Yeah, we had, uh, left, we had a young lady in a couple of days ago. I think she bought four or five Norfolk. So you set up a Christmas display at her house. She bought a, a bigger one and then a couple smaller ones. And oh, she was doing that a, was going a, on. That's cool. Yeah, she was doing a little Christmas tree, um, a live Christmas tree thing. So it's kind of cool. That so. is cool. Those Norfolk, they're awesome, the Norfolks, especially if they're soft on that nice new growth, the smaller ones in particular. But We've got lots of those. We've still got flowering plants as well. That'll, we have some, I think, false holly and winterberry, too, for, which I bought for myself. And the, em, and the amaryllis showed up, I hear. And the amaryllis Fine. showed up. Yes, absolutely. We don't have tons of it, but we do have some, I think, five or six different colors downstairs. So okay. they are and in this, the store. And this is a year when you, if you see something you like and if you are shopping local at the local garden centers, um, whether it's Spruce It Up or any of the other ones, if you see what you like, I, I would almost grab it, like, because yeah. it, it, we are we are battling this logistics nightmare as yeah. a, as a business, and and some of the like it's getting scary coming into the new year. Some of the pricing and stuff that's going on. So, and I'm, I'm definitely don't want to be a fear monger, but man, oh man, this whole thing is uh, it's gone a bit crazy a and bit sideways. Uh, hey, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just it's it's it, it, you don't understand when they're why are they loaded on the other end and there's th- two months mm-hmm. of people waiting and floating in the ocean <laughs> like yeah. it's just i i don't know how it's uh how it's going to get caught up but hopefully hopefully they figure it out here coming up but it's uh we're working hard with that and again trying to For get sure. as much local as we can yeah that's and that's one thing yeah, I like the well, local. and that's where we're fortunate. You and I, yeah. last year, we, we dealt with local growers in Alberta for mm-hmm. all our annuals. So we, we've met with them again this year. So we're yeah. set up. We got, we're going to be raring to go in the spring with lots of product and uh, lots of uh, all the flowers that people love to do in the spring, which is lots of fun. And, and again, we're, like I said, we're set up pretty good with the greens. we got trees. we got lots of Christmas decor. So um, we have a we have a great little Christmas destination. We, I like to say we so. do. We absolutely do. And you know, coming back to that, grab it if you see it. A store like ours as well. We're not like a box store, so we don't keep stocking up the same product. You know, the item or that angel nope. or that whatever it is. So if you like it, I would grab it. Um, we do have a return policy, so you're able to return it if you change your mind. But uh, um, yeah. So whatever it is, I just know that we've had that a lot of times. People find a clock on the wall that they want to grab, and they they uh, and then it's gone because somebody else grabbed it. And we don't we don't just bring that one back all the time. So, no, no, yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah. No, and that's the nice thing when you're shopping shopping more of the the local stores here in Calgary. There's lots of little great stores, and and I always love stopping at at other ones as well. And you see something you like, and 
and maybe it's a dollar or two more, whatever. But you just you're not going to see it everywhere else, so it, it's kind of cool. So exactly. Anyways, so yeah. get out, support local, whether it's us or any of the other local independent stores here in Calgary. Um, get out, do your Christmas shopping or whatever kind of shopping you're doing. And uh, but don't buy if you see ten of something, don't buy all ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, and coming back to that really quick, what about all your merchandise that you brought in? The special stuff at the front of the store, Merle. You know, with oh. your, yeah. You wanted? Did you Isn't want to that, mention that again? That's going yeah. like hotcakes. Yeah, we brought in. Well, you know, yellow. Everyone's loving the yellow stone. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, Rip called me and says, "Hey, Merle, I got some. Go. I got some extra." paraphernalia from the ranch can you sell some of that up at the store i said well rip guy well you know rip and i are tight so i said rip send her on up and uh so he he fedexed it up there real quick from from the montana ranch and so we got a bunch of the dutton ranch shirts and hats and (laughs) he said it with an uh, accent i heard that (laughs) i did i heard well you know when you talk when you talk to rip you you gotta you get that this happens so and plus, it's Sunday. It's on tonight, so you got to get got in the mode, oh, right? In the mode. Well, yeah, it is yeah. at the front of the store as soon as you walk in, and that stuff. I <laughs> I had no idea that was such a thing. I I, oh, I know. know you're yeah you're uh I'm you, behind. you're not on TV. Yeah, you're you're uh, you're you're off doing yoga somewhere, <laughs> and the rest of us are sitting on the couch watching Yellowstone. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, love it. Uh, anyways, that's uh, anyways that's on. So you got. Alex Singleton and the Eagles today at 11. So for all us Stampeder fans, that we still follow him, and he's killing it down there in the NFL. Awesome. And then you got the Stampeders at 2.30. Yep. And then you got a little break to make dinner and stuff like that. And then you got uh, Yellowstone tonight. So What a day, Merle. What a day. I know. And then I, I got to squeeze in some work, too. I got to come into work for a bit. So I, I got to see how I'm going to do that. But do it we'll all. Awesome. Out. <laughs> all right well cool. thanks jen thanks, always Carl. fun and uh and everyone sees you down there so if you're down there say hi to the ladies and everybody Thank else that's bruce and uh, if you need anything they're always more than happy to help so thank you so much you got it thanks Merle. Th- take right, care bye-bye bye-bye all right we're gonna take a break and it's kind of fun at this time here i said we do get a little bit more time to to jabber on which is hopefully good and, and uh People don't mind too much, but if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Roll Coombs. Uh, phone and text lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. Got a couple of texts here that I'll go over. Just Again, this time of year, what you're going to see on a lot of your house plants and things um, you will start seeing aphids um, as well. So one of the good things you can do is there's a there's a couple products out there you can use. We have the one that's a Killzall, like an aerosol, or Pure Spray Green. Um, but either one, when you use it, you need to um, do it every five days sort of for three cycles. So if you did it today, then you do it again in five days, again in five days, and then again in five days. So you just do three cycles. And that should um, get rid of the the cycle of those. And it's just a because uh, they're born pregnant. So um, and and she just texted back as well and she just asked, do I put it on the underside of the plant or spray in the dirt? Yeah, you can spray it in the plant soil as well. <clears throat> she might have some fungus gnats and stuff in there as well. But if you just stick it in the sink 
if you if you're able to do that just give it a good spray and and go underneath it this may go on its side you just want to get in those new crevices because the typically the aphids aren't in the old growth of the of the plant they're typically only in the new growth where this nice and lush they love getting in there and sucking that out and that's about it for me on this time for this break. I got to take a break for the news. Again, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Mostly cloudy and plus one in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 930. I'm Jeff Smith. The mayor of Abbotsford, B.C. says an evacuation order for the Huntington Village neighborhood is a precaution with the river expected to reach its peak in just hours. Flood watches were issued for four rivers overnight as rain continues to fall on southern B.C. The federal government is set to table a new bill to completely ban conversion therapy tomorrow. It'll beef up a bill that died when Parliament was dissolved ahead of the election. The Stampeders are in Regina getting ready for today's CFL West Division semifinal against the Rough Riders. Kickoff at 2.30. Pre-game starts at 1 on 770 CHQR. We have wind warnings to the west, south and east of Calgary, not including the city, though. Gusts up to 60 are expected in Calgary today and a high of 15. Down to zero tonight. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, breezy and 9. It's plus one. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10 o'clock. I'm Jeff Smith. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's Christmas destination. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. Got a quick text here. Hi, Merle. We bought some greens and a wreath, and they're starting to look a little bit dry. What can I do? What you can try to do is is soak them into um, even just a big bucket of water and uh, let them hydrate a bit. Pull them out, let them dry, and then spray with wilt-proof. I can't uh, recommend this stuff enough. It's like a lip balm, especially like right now it's so dry still, like we're getting this long extended, um, quite warm weather and it's, it's, it's dry. So what the wilt proof does, it's an anti-desiccant. So it works like lip balm on your lips. And when you use that and cream for your skin, um, it's, this works that for your plants. So if you're doing those live greens, you're doing your outdoor porch pots, your Christmas greens, any of your, um, any of your uh, boxwoods or cedars, things like that, um, can't recommend it enough. It's it's great. So what I would do is uh, is get yourself some of that wilt proof and uh, give it a good soaking, and that makes all the difference. It'll make your greens last nice and long. But right now, I'm going to go to the phone line. And I'm going to go to Christine. Good morning, Christine. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I of had course. two um, outdoor plants here, like big, beautiful palms, and I brought them inside, and they got spider okay. mites on them. So I put like yeah. that, um, the oil and the, the dish soap, and I did it, and now they're back, and like they're just black, and the leaves are dying. So I don't know whether just to cut them down or chuck yeah, them Yeah, if the... If the plant, if the if the leaves are done, like they're brown, they're not going to come back. Right. So yeah, that. But we have a great product by Doctor Doom. It's called Doctor Doom Go Green. It's spider mite knockout, and okay. it works really, really well for like thrips, spider mites, aphids, ladybug, like lace bugs, those Japanese right. beetles. 
and it's it's a great product for that because it, it gets on there has a bit of a residual and it's an aerosol right um so that's the problem and palms especially um spider mites love those okay so, cause i had a lady from a farm give me this beautiful jalapeno plant and I should yep. put the soil into that, and I did, and that's when I had the problem. So I tried to take most of the soil out. So I don't know. Should I just cut it back to the stalk now? Um, a, if there's some growth coming up the center, just peel off the 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 like the ones that are the most um, looking sort of dried out. And right. yeah, take most of those off. So that way your plant again isn't wasting its energy trying to revive those okay. old leaves. Right. Which. So many people are afraid they think the leaf is going to come back. Once it's brown and, and unless it's yellow, a lot of times we can get them to green up. But once they start turning brown and that, they're they're not going to come back. So you're okay. better off to remove them at that point because your plant is going to waste its energy trying to revive those um, those old leaves. So you're better okay. off cut them off like you're saying. But on a palm, just make sure there's something coming out of the center. Okay, should I get rid of the soil, like completely get rid of it and just put dirt back in it? Um, they did really yeah, well but, with just dirt. Yeah, um, yeah, you could do that. Um, but typically the palms do like a little bit of a soilless mix. Like they like a okay. – um, so what I would do is, yeah, maybe – you could just do a soil drench too. Like if you have that pure spray green, you can just okay. – you can mix that into like a water and pour a, like a gallon of it into – just do a soil drench of the of the soil. Okay. But typically, the spider mites will be up if they're if they're up. They're they're not going to hang out in the soil. Okay, so. perfect. All right, thank Alrighty. you so much. Appreciate it. Okay, hopefully that okay. helps. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. All right, and I'm going to go to Candice. Good morning, Candice. Hello. Thanks for taking my call this morning. Of course. How can I help you? Um. So I have a um a May day in my front yard. It's been plant planted for about oh, five years and I noticed in 2020 there was this black growth growing on one of the distal branches yeah. and uh, I think it might have been fungus I'm not entirely sure but I did I, I did trim it off about six inches distal to it and yeah. it has come back but the, and it was growing beautifully that year but the next year so this year it did not flower and actually it looks like the periphery of the tree is now dead and just there's a real clump of leaves just in the center of the tree yeah the, yeah with those maydays and the schubert choke cherry they're part of the prunus family they get that fungus that's called black knot kind of looks like burnt marshmallow or or yeah. dog poop or something on the on your branch right so you did yeah. the right thing cut them off but that can open them up and with it being really dry the last couple of years Going into winter, uh, I've seen a lot of Schubert's die back quite a bit, and, and the May days because they're they're a very aggressive. They're kind of a quicker growing tree with lots of leaves. So when they're not blooming and not leafing out, that typically tells me they don't have enough moisture. Okay. So what you can do if if it's totally, um, and you can tell by how big is the tree now? Uh, I have no idea. It's not a huge tree. It's medium size i don't know how to like like 10 feet like over your head like a few feet over your head yeah Yeah, it's probably like 12 okay so 
what what you can try to do and any of the dead damage or disease branching if you could tell it's dead already you could cut those off but what i would do is water it really well right right today go out put the hose on it give it a really good soaking like put just let it come out of the hose barely and let it drip out really slow and uh, and for a few hours and do that a couple times here before freeze up and then you can also next spring use a product called rage plus it, okay. it it pushes tissue back into into trees and that, so okay. what give that a try first thing in the spring, and if you don't get it I, at that point, if you're getting lots of the black knot and there's lots of dieback, I would just look at probably um, just eliminating the tree and just say let's start with something a little bit better. Like in Calgary, I don't even bring in the Maydays or Schuberts anymore. It just I, I don't want to sell them to people. Because um, the varieties that they're growing now um, are very susceptible to the black knot. There used to be a better variety a few years ago, but the nurseries stopped growing them and because they got pushed into this newer variety that had a little better leaf. But what it does, it's also more susceptible to this black knot. So I used to sell hundreds of them, but I quit bringing them in. I just don't, I don't feel good about recommending those trees in Calgary because there's just so much of that black knot everywhere so what would be the best trees in calgary um it, it do, do you need a big shade tree like that or a little bit smaller spot or pretty small spot to be honest okay so, yeah so that's yeah see like a mayday is going to be one of your bigger trees anyway so it's probably not the best one because that thing could be like 30 feet wide when they're <laughs> big and healthy so um some of the best um, are the gladiator crab apple and some people get scared when I say crab apple but what it is it's a tiny ornamental crab so the birds eat all the fruit it, it's not messy a beautiful pink flowers in the spring um, sort of a copper greenish leaf um, once you get once they leaf out in the summer beautiful nice fall colors they're they're a great tree I, I, I love using them in front yards and things like that so and we have a great selection of of front yard trees in at our nursery like in the springtime so um feel free come down check us out and uh walk the tree lot with one of our team and they'd be more than happy to steer you in the right direction perfect thank you so much i love your show thank you so much thanks for listening i appreciate it all right thank you bye candace all right i need to take a break uh phone lines are wide open 403-974-8255 you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm going to just go right to the phone lines, and we got Lee on the line. Good morning, Lee. Hey, good morning. Good morning. How, how um, can I help you? Well, I've, I have uh, just dug a hole which is like a thousand square feet. And I filled it up with uh, um, a garden with a garden mix. Okay. And, um, and I want to do, you know, strawberries. Well, not maybe not strawberries, but raspberries. Um, um, and I want to try some blueberries. And then I'm actually okay. going to put in a couple of cherry trees, you know, and I, but I'm looking for a really good soils test kit. So, okay. you know, cause I'm, it's not going to work if I can't, if I don't know what, uh, what's going on with my soil. Right. 
Yeah, um, you, but you're going to be growing, and blueberries are going to be your toughest go. Um, so you might, um, it, it, I've, you don't get huge production out of the blueberries. Or you'll get some blueberries, um, <clears throat> but you a better if you're looking for a bit higher production stuff, you could try Haskups or the Saskatoons, which give you quite a bit more production. Um, mm-hmm. Cherries, all the other stuff you mentioned will be great. And whereabouts are you located? Um, just outside of Calgary, towards Balzac, northwest Calgary. Okay. So what you got to watch for is pests, too. So some of your biggest things are going to be, um, if you have any deer, rabbits, um, things like that, they love the fruit trees. So what I would encourage you to do is create some sort of barrier fencing around your spot as well. So that way, because you're going to spend a lot of money on this trees and all the stuff that you're doing in this area. So I would ensure that you have that kind of protection as well. And then also a product called Bobex. It, it works great to, as a deterrent. Um, right. But as far as the soil, te- like we sell a couple different kinds of soil testing. Um, but if you stick with really what you what you need is if, if you started with a good soil, you, you throw it, put in some compost, and and just a good a granular fertilizer. Um, amending your soil yearly, and and some of the ones, if you do want to do the blueberries, you're going to need a bit more acidic soil. So just sort of keep an eye on which which plants you're doing because each you're going to have different quadrants in your in your plot there. Oh yeah, with yeah. a couple different needs. So, um. I'm not sure where, like I said, we have ones that teach like the pH. Like, we have a pretty standard one, but again, I don't. I'm not a big believer of getting too scientific because you you end up doing too much. I find, you know what I mean. Right. Right. Uh, you can you can kill it with kindness, and so what I like to do is is get a good basics, get a good feel for your soil, add good things into it, and if you're doing like a sea soil, we have the a groundskeeper's pride organic uh, garden fertilizer. You're adding that in. Our green it up lawn fertilizer is a great one for if you're doing lots of fruit because it has a higher middle number. So you can mix that right into your soil as a slow release, and then just adding adding some compost and sea soil throughout the throughout the season, like at the end of the year, and amend your soil. Then turn it over, and and then you should be good. So. Okay, and then well, with your trees, using a liquid fertilizer like a fifteen thirty fifteen, um, to ensure that they're getting that good fertilizer. And when you're doing those kind of things, um, Lee, you're going to see a big difference. Um, like because when you're doing a liquid fertilizer, you can control it a little bit more. So if you have that row of some cherry trees, you can feed them the fifteen thirty fifteen, and you know that it's getting what you what it needs. And then your blueberries, you probably want to go to a thirty ten ten. It's a little bit more acidic. And if you so so those are so you can just keep track of it and you, you have a lot more control of it. Um, get your soil good, amend it, and then just control your 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 specific needs with the liquid fertilizers. Yeah. Well, well, thanks very much. I mean, I started out with, you know, like I got 20, I got a minimum 24 inches of uh, garden mix. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, I know I'm starting out big time and now I just want to try and make it work. So yeah. thanks for your help. And it's, 
and then watering is important too. And what what I would do is set yourself up with a nice drip system. So if you go to an irrigation supply place, you can get like a thousand foot roll of of this half inch tubing, and then you just you, so you have a you have that set up so it hooks to a tap, and then you could just put an emitter at each tree. So that way you're not wasting lots of water and it's gonna soak in nice and slowly for you. And you can just put it around, you can string that all around your garden and to all your trees. And then that way you're gonna just, and that will be a big difference too. Like when I talked about that slow, deep watering, you're gonna get that water down nice and deep and your trees and that are just gonna do so much better, especially out where you are. It's it's dry out there, it's a bit windy, so you wanna conserve the water as much as much as possible. So and it's cheap, like that hundred and fifty foot roll or, or thousand foot roll is a couple hundred bucks. So it's it you can set up a great little drip system, pretty inexpensive. So all right. Well, thanks very much. Take care. Okay, thanks, Lee. I gave him a little more information. Hopefully, it helps him out. Good. Those are just some of the things. If you are looking at growing, and he's he's got a big plot, like it's a hundred by a hundred, so um, he he wants to ensure that he can uh, have the survivability of his plants, and and then it makes it a lot more fun when you're out there harvesting your your fruits of your labor, as they say, and uh, and get to enjoy that. All right, phone lines are open four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. And uh, <coughs> I got, here's um, Merle in New Brunswick. We called it porcupine poop. Didn't know it was a bad thing, but we do now. So <laughs> that was uh, just referring to the old black knot. Um, right now, I'm just going to go to the phone line, and we got Earl on the line. Good morning, Earl. Hi, how you doing, Merle? Good, good. How can I help good. you today? Merle, I've got a maple tree. It's okay. 12 years old. It's about 17 feet high. And a couple of springs, it suckered real bad to the point yeah. where now it looks more like a bush. Yeah, that's um, the maples, any of the really, um, excuse me, the hardwood, like the maples and that and and some of the fruit trees, if they don't get enough moisture, they, they're pretty susceptible to that winter desiccation. And when they and they get frost killed, like if they're if because they're holding lots of moisture and and if they get dried out, the wood is so hard. It, they they very susceptible to winter desiccation. So my guess is it possibly got a little bit dried out um, throughout the winter and went to bed maybe a little bit dry, and then you're and it's suckering up from the bottom. So it, was there any leaves up top or? Oh yeah, or, it's it's quite bushy. It looks quite well, but like I said, it just looks like a bush, not a tree. Yeah, so we, what you can do is you can prune a bunch of that off there, off the bottom, and okay. just ensure that you're doing slower, deeper watering, because when okay. it starts suckering like that, it's just not getting enough, and it's not able to push the moisture all the way to the top as well. So what okay. it does, it starts pushing from the bottom as its form of, it's going to stop, it'll start dying from the top, because that's just okay. Mother Nature's way of sort of self-preserving it, as okay. the tree gets taller, it says to itself, hey, I'm not going to get moisture all the way up to the top of that thing. I'm going to start pushing out from the bottom. Okay. So so what type is it? Is it like a, like a true maple or is it a, like a Manitoba maple, like those elders, or is it? 
I'm not, Merle, I'm not sure. Like, it's just got big, big maple leaves on it. Eh? Oh, nice. Well, yeah, know. so that, that that's probably a... It should be a centennial maple okay. or, or something okay. like that. So it's probably one of the truer maples. So those, like I said, especially when we're getting this dry fall that like we've had like this again, mm-hmm. um, get out, give those things a good drink today and okay. uh, going into winter. And the next spring, um, go ahead and, and give it a good couple, two or three shots of that uh, uh, Rage Plus. Okay. And it'll make a big, big difference. And help okay. push life back into the top. Yeah. All right. Okay, but just go ahead, Merle, and cut all them suckers off now. Yeah, or absolutely. In the spring? Yeah, right now. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Very good. Thank Alrighty. you, sir. All right. Take care. Thanks. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. And I got a text here, Merle. Do you have any nine foot or higher fresh Christmas trees at your place? Yes, we do. We have some all the way up to fourteen feet. So we have some good tall ones out there at the garden center. So. If you're if you're looking for something, well, right after the break, I'm gonna um, we're gonna chat with Mark from Prune It Up. Um, at this time of year, um, the pruning continues on through the winter, so we're gonna get some tips on that. We're getting a few calls on that, so I texted Mark and said, "Hey, why don't you call in and we'll give some tips on what people should be looking for and what they should be doing throughout the winter for their trees and shrubs." And again, this this dryness that we're going into, I can't. Uh, say it enough is uh if we get out give everything a little shot of water today um you'll be amazed at how fast it soaks in and uh and if you see any any branching we'll chat with mark and get some advice on what we should be doing to our trees and shrubs throughout the winter all right i'm going to take a quick break um phone lines are open 403-974-8255 i'm going to take a break you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr It's mainly cloudy and plus one in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Jeff Smith. Abbotsford, B.C. Mayor Henry Braun says the evacuation of the Huntington Village area is a precaution. Braun says the concern is that the Nooksack River, which flows out of the U.S., could peak in just hours. This is rainfall and snow melt from uh, Mount Baker. That is that those fields are all super saturated. Uh, the water can't go anywhere, so it's skating across those fields coming across the border. He says with the ground already saturated, if the river f- uh, reaches flood stage or breaches, the water will be there much sooner than it normally would be. Four other rivers are under evacuation alert. A number of countries are now reporting their own cases of the new Omicron variant of the COVID-19 virus as scientists continue their research on the strain. Christine Sloan reports. Starting tonight, Israel says it will close borders to foreign visitors for two weeks. In Europe, 61 people who arrived in the Netherlands on two flights from South Africa have tested positive for the coronavirus. Further tests are underway. Germany has identified two cases of the variant in people who had traveled from South Africa, and Italy has confirmed a case of the variant in a traveler from Mozambique. Canada has joined many other countries in closing borders to travelers from southern Africa. People around Alberta who have lost a loved one to suicide gathered virtually this weekend to share their stories. Canadian Mental Health Association Calgary Board Chair Dr. Michael True says this is the second year they're doing it virtually because of the pandemic. It's been much more difficult to operate group activities and uh, thank goodness for Zoom, but it isn't the same. It isn't the same as being in 
in a room together with other people and especially when you're talking about things that have very deep and strong meaning uh, at an emotional level. He adds if you're struggling with a loss of someone from suicide, the best way to cope is by connecting with others who have experienced similar losses. The federal government is set to table a new bill to ban conversion therapy tomorrow. If passed, it would allow practices that seek to change someone's sexual orientation or gender identity. A previous bill died when Parliament was dissolved ahead of the September election. This one is expected to ban the discredited practice completely. Conversion therapy has included electric shock therapy and intensive sessions to repress non-heterosexual attraction. The new bill is expected to gain wide cross-party support. But more than half of the Conservative caucus opposed the government's previous attempt to ban conversion therapy practice. The original bill only outlawed conversion therapy if adults did not consent to it, though it did ban it for children. Supporting local merchants is front and center at Spruce Meadows, where the International Christmas Market has returned after a COVID-related hiatus. Claire Perks owns Little Monkey Metalworks. I think shopping local is so important because, as we all know, it puts money back in the community. But we employ multiple people, so that's many jobs that are going on. Visitors have to show either proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test and follow health protocols inside the gates. In sports, semifinal Sunday in the CFL, it's the Stampeders versus the Rough Riders at 2.30 in Regina. We'll have it for you on 770 CHQR with the pregame show starting at 1. Montreal's at Hamilton in the East semifinal. And the World Cup men's Super G race at Lake Louise is cancelled due to too much snow again. They're under a snowfall warning there. Global News Sky Tracker weather. We've got wind warnings to the west, south, and east of Calgary, but not including the city, where gusts are expected up to 60. A high of 15, low zero tonight. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and 9. It's plus one at 10.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 10.30. I'm Jeff Smith. Welcome back to Let's Start Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and uh, just got a text uh, from someone sharing. Uh, 15 years ago, we got a tiny Norfolk Island pine as a Christmas gift. Hope the customer knows what she's getting into. <laughs> um, but this one's actually really quite nice. It's probably, about, I'd say, four to five feet high. Gorgeous looking um, tree. They can get bigger, but at 15 years, if that's all, that's not bad. Like that's. Uh, and uh, you've done a very good job of keeping that thing nice and healthy. So looks awesome. All right. I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to chat with Mark. And Mark, how you doing? I'm doing very well, sir. How about yourself? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. So heading into winter, you guys, uh, what what are we going to start looking? And Mark, he runs the Printed Up division down at Spruce It Up. So just so everyone knows who he is. Um so at this time of year, it, it changes a bit, right? The practices are, I guess not change a bit, but just the, uh, what we, what you're going in looking for on your trees and shrubs throughout the wintertime um, yeah. is a little different than in the summertime. Yeah, we're, uh, now that the leaves are off, it, it just makes everything so much easier to see, right? So black knot, um, broken branches that, that may have been disguised a little bit by, by the leaves. That stuff's so much, so much easier to spot, so... Um, and then, uh, the other thing too, uh, is, is the lines, like the lines from the, the power pole to your house, the service lines, you don't really notice it as much with the leaves on it, but now that they're clear, you can really see that some of them are kind of hanging on them or putting some pressure on. Now that's the homeowner's responsibility to clear those back. So with high winds and stuff, you want to 
just make sure there's that clearance and, and you're not going to lose your power in the, in the winter when it's cold. No, absolutely. And, uh, and it's just like when you mentioned, and I always love this time of year when I, you can look at trees and I love looking at the bark, like it, cause the bark tells you everything, what's going on with that tree. If it's, if it's healthy, diseased, or if it has a fungus or, or damage like frost cracks or things like that, you're able to see everything and the, and the bark will tell you, uh, everything you need to know almost about that tree. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's always good to do that inspection because with, with the Chinooks here, um, everything just the stresses the trees out just because there's that big fluctuation in temperature. So, yeah, it's always good when, when it gets really cold. Just go out, look at look at the, the trunks and see if there's any of those frost cracks or, um, you know, see if there's any fruiting bodies, mushrooms on the, on the tree because that's a sign of internal decay. So just kind of take a look for that stuff um again with with spruce trees this is the time of year to to do the dead woods because you want to create that airflow in the tree because you get snow on the branch uh, and i hear you're gonna have to train a couple new guys up because we're losing our our uh our dead uh our deadwood dead denny. Uh, deadwood denny <laughs> yeah, he loves going yeah. up in the middle of the trees so unfortunately denny's moving back up north with his family so uh we're, we're losing Deadwood Denny. Um, yeah, that was his favorite job to do, and uh, he's definitely going to be missed because uh, anytime there was the, those Deadwood jobs, he was the first guy to ask for it. So, <laughs> but the other the other guys enjoy it as well. It's just uh, that was kind of his cup of tea. He he got up in there and. Uh, and that's and that's important, right? When you and everybody, some guys are good at certain things, and you find their fortes, and and yeah. And as people say, that's their seat in the bus, right? And yeah. <laughs> and you have some guy like you know Chris Myers, who he does some of the teaching. He's done some stuff at the Hort Society. He's gone into people's houses and done tropical plant, um, mm-hmm. tropical plant or tropical tree pruning. So you you have a very well versed team, which is which is good to to have because uh, yeah, um, that we are, you can you can almost cover every aspect of it and. Uh, and which is important. So, um, what else at this time of year? What are you looking for when you when you go looking um, at trees? So, I, I heard uh, one of your previous callers there talking about black nut. The black nut's so easy to spot right now, and now's the time to get that out. Um, you, you know, and uh, same with shaping your trees. You know, now with the leaves off, you can really get the tree to the size that you need to before the growing season. And it's less stressful on the trees because the, the wounds seal over quicker when they're dormant. So it's uh, all in all. Yeah, and you can really- see all that crisscrossing branching and all that stuff too, right? When you see all that rubbing stuff, you guys can get in there and just uh, shape things up nicely and uh, get rid of any of that kind of th- stuff that will cause damage when the tree gets older. Absolutely. And, I mean, the weather we've been having now, um, it just we, we should take advantage of it and – Normally we, uh, you know, it's tough pruning in the winter, but we do it. Uh, but you have to move snow and and all this other stuff to to do it. But it's uh, it's really good for your trees. Just to, like I said, it for the wounds to seal over quicker and uh, less stressful when they're dormant. Absolutely. And what about um, um, I? And I've been mentioned watering. Obviously, that's that's important right now until freeze up. Like we're still like today's plus ten, right? So it's mm-hmm. 
if the if we can give them a little bit of a little bit of water right now, it definitely helps. Yeah, if they haven't put the put your hose away, uh, definitely yeah, just put it in the drip line of the tree, put it on a slow trickle, and let that really leach in nice and slow. Cool. But definitely and, just try to set things up as best you can. Okay, <coughs> and then next spring. Um, you guys are set up for if people have birch trees, what do they need to do? Can they call you to book in, or how do you guys work that? Yeah, so we're we're going to be sending out email reminders of of certain things, the deep root injections, the birch leaf minor treatments, uh, elm scale, all that stuff. We'll we'll send out an email, and people can get signed up, um, so they can kind of beat the rush because uh, you know we can only take so many spots for some of these treatments because the windows so. Uh, so small so yeah we'll send out those emails and people just give us a shout we'll we'll ask them a few questions for some measurements and that stuff and then uh, you know when the time comes we'll get them booked in and and look after things okay and so what about spruce trees you know people love like some people want them shaped perfectly is this the time of year when you do that mark like throughout the winter or absolutely yeah yeah now is uh, a great time like like i was saying before when the trees dormant the wounds just seal over quicker, and you know, as, as long as we have the weather, um, yeah, the, the spruce are, aren't aren't as finicky um, to trim this time of year. So, yeah, it's a it's a great time. Okay, perfect. All right, well, thanks for taking time again out of your uh, out of your so Sunday. My, my, to, my pleasure. Yeah, to share uh, with all our listeners, and uh, and uh, so if you need Mark and his team, just give him a shout. He'd be more than happy. He comes out, does free quotes. And uh, if you need to chat about your trees, just give me a show. All right. Thanks, Mark. Not a problem, Earl. Have a good day. You too. Thanks. Bye. All right. And I got a little bit more time before the end, and I think I'm going to go. I'm just going to read this one text. Hi, Merle. You talk a lot about watering here in the city. The cost of meter water has gone up a fair bit over the years, and the cost of wastewater is close to 90%. I totally agree. Um. And and I do think how the city charges for water, they charge you for it going in and going out. It'd be nice if they could figure out a way to do that. But that's why I always say, like, don't throw the sprinkler on there and just let her go. I love using the soaker hoses, the sweating hoses, a slow, slow trickle out of your hose. Um, irrigation systems, you're going to waste way less water. And I love just the drip system for your trees. Um or just that slow trickle, the water bags are great. And what I would do is uh, I really recommend that because you're not wasting water. Those tree bags are great. You fill them up, it just percolates slowly out of the bottom of the bag. You can even put fertilizer in there. It's a great way to fertilize your trees. And you're not wasting water because it is expensive here. Um, It it is kind of crazy. I know one of my neighbors, I don't know, his bill has got to be, crazy amount he has water going way too much and and it's just i I couldn't imagine so anyway so we don't want to waste our water it's a valuable resource as well so let's look after those kind of things and right now i'm just going to go to roger on the phone line good morning roger hi roger good morning merle hey how can i help you actually i've got something a little offbeat here i've got got infestation of they look like um, aphids, but um, uh, my daughter tells me she looked it up on the uh, internet and she calls them sewer flies. <laughs> and I don't know sewer. where they're even coming from. It's it's 
sort of an unknown. They just appeared all of a sudden and places they infested. They're probably aphids, but that's probably a common name that someone came up with for a sewer fly. Unless they're little black flies. Are they? Th- those are fungus gnats. These are little black ones, yep. Yeah, so those are fungus gnats or fruit flies. Okay. So I can see that's why they call it a drain. I've seen, yeah, they call it a drain fly, sewer fly, uh, fungus gnats. Um, so what we we do have a product, and you kind of make a tea, and it sounds like you have a fairly good infestation. You're yep. saying there, okay? Um, so you get these mosquito dunks. We sell them in a little bag. We've separated them into a, each individual packs, and you get one of these dunks. You put it in a jug of water, and it dissolves, and it makes a tea. So what it does, it kills the larvae. So it's used for mosquitoes, but it also works really well on these fungus gnats. Okay. So then you water your your soil with this tea, and uh, and the, it makes enough to last for quite a while. So you can get three or four treatments at least out of one out of one puck. So and just you're also probably watering a little bit too much at this time of year. You can probably cut your watering back in half of what you normally do in the summertime, because. It's just a shorter days and less light and and typically a little cooler. So you can probably cut back on your water as well. Okay. So what I'd recommend is just if you get a either a chopstick or a fork or, or something, just stir up the top of your soil, like aerate the soil, so that'll help dry it out. And then give it a, a shot of that uh, mosquito dunk tea. And uh, and then w- once that's gone through a bit, you can stir the soil up again just to help dry it out. And then just treat it a couple, two or three times, and then you should be rid of your fungus gnats okay, or this, sewer this flies, as your in, daughter in-house says. In-house plants, like in the bay yep. windows, eh? Yep, absolutely. Like yeah, we sell tons of these mosquito dunks. Like, they they work really well. Mosquito dump, are you saying? Dunk. Like they call them mosquito dunk, yeah. You, they're used for ponds and things like that to get rid of the mosquito larvae. So, and they're also they work really well for these fungus gnats. Okay, sounds great. All right, and the like the girls have printed up a a little instruction sheet on how to do it that you get with it, and just follow those directions, and you'll be set. Okay, sounds great. All right, Thank thanks, you. Roger. You have a good day. Right. You too. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, and I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. All right, welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Calories Christmas destination. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. Yeah, lots of great uh, local Western Canadian trees. Um, really nice. And uh, and again, we're, we're proud to be able to support local where we can. And uh, lots of neat little things. And I'm just watching the birds. Um, we got this. Looks like a woodpecker sort of type of bird. He's going up in the crevices of my house, and I think he's picking up the spiders or the bugs up in the in the cracks of the of the siding and up in the soffit. So he's helping me out clean out those uh, nasty little things. So um, yeah, there he is. There he's flying by. Um, anyways, at this time here too, again, um, birds are an important part. So and and they do get in there and they and they clean up a lot of the the bugs and the different things 
that affect our our trees and that. And uh, if you have leaves on your lawn right now, I would just go out. If you have a blower, blow them into the shrub beds, or if you have a rake, just rake them over into the into the shrub bed. And uh, those create those little houses for your ladybugs and the beneficial bugs over the winter gives them little hiding spots to hide out and uh, ensure that they'll be there for us to to benefit us when they eat all the aphids and things like that throughout the throughout the summertime on your plants because we all know that we end up getting a few of those ill effects of that. And I got a quick text here, but again, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. Here, I got a, it says, good morning, Merle. This, on the comment of the city of Calgary water pricing, Lethbridge has a reasonable approach. The city charges by the meter, um, square meter for water, but in the summer, they add in the only average of your winter use as the sewer charge. I think the water is cheap, but people say $8 for a bottle of water at the Saddle Dome. Um, for $8, I could buy 3,000 liters. Thanks for this. Hey, that's uh, that's uh, that's pretty true there, Mark, Eric, Mike, um, when you put it that way. Yeah, it is... Uh, it's definitely a little bit pricier when you're when you're buying water at the Saddleum, definitely. So, anyways, um, so that that's interesting how they do it. Hopefully, the city because we don't want to deter people from um, watering the trees and that from the, where they can't afford it. So, uh, but again, I'm always even before the price has gone crazy and things like that I've always loved to water efficiently water so you're conserving water and bark mulch makes a big difference those soaker hoses emitters tree water bags um do all those things and i know we've talked about our environment a fair bit i honestly think Kyrie's done a great job and i and i do believe we we uh or we don't but our politicians love to beat us up unnecessarily up on this climate stuff so i think canada we do a lot and i think we need to to look at some of the things we're doing great and uh, add a little bit of positivity into it instead of the doom and gloom all the time which uh, seems to be the narrative of late anyways i'm not going to get into politics because that's not my forte <laughs> and, and again if you'd like to join me phone lines are wide open 403-974-8255 and a couple things I will mention at this time here. We do got our amaryllis bulbs in. So if you, you've been storing your bulb and you've forgotten about it down in the bottom of the basement, somewhere in that cool, dark corner, now is the time. Definitely pull your, pull your amaryllis up. You still have time. It, it, they come up pretty quick. So if you get it out there, put it into a nice warm spot and, uh, and start watering it. If you can either do it into one of those water vases where it just sits in the water, or you can plant it into the soil. And you only want to bury about half of it. You want to leave about half it sticking out of the soil. Um, give it a good water. Put it in a nice, warm, sunny spot. That'll trigger it that it's time to get growing, and uh, and you should definitely have blooms by Christmas or the New Year. Which is it's always nice to get some stuff in January because we we tend to take everything down. It's a little bit more gloomy in in january we tend to start getting our snow at that time so it's it's kind of nice to have some flowers in the house and like i said right now my 
Thanksgiving cactus is blooming like crazy. And it's getting another batch of blooms, which I, I keep picking them off. And, uh, and my wife, Carolyn, actually, she did the last batch. I came home and there was a big pile of blooms. So she did the deadheading for me and uh, deadheaded a bunch of that off of there. But that will just encourage it to, to bloom again as much as possible, which you want to do. You want to you encourage your plants to, to bloom and, and, uh, and not give up on that. So the more you deadhead and do those things, it will definitely help do that as well. Um, what else are we doing at this time of year? We're doing poinsettias. And poinsettias are when you'll get them in those foil bags or the foil pot covers. Um, whenever you water them, take them out of that. Put them in the sink. Water your poinsettia. Let the water drain out before you put it black, back into that sleeve. When you water your poinsettias and they sit in that water, they'll tend to, they don't like, they root rot really quickly. So if that root ball stays wet for four or five days, um, sitting in that foil pack, sitting in water, your your thing will start drooping. So then right away, people think that they're dry. And that's just the first sign of overwatering. So you water it again. So that's basically the the one that will kill it at that point. Um, they prefer to dry out. They are from Mexico. They're a drier, desert-loving plant. So they do like to dry out in between waterings. And so you can you can definitely be sparingly on the water, and, and take them out of those foil things, water it so the water comes up the bottom, let it drain out really good, and then put it back into those decorative sleeves so you don't create that issue. And I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll do the last half hour of the show. If you'd like to join me on the last half hour, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Partly cloudy and 3 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10.30. I'm Jeff Smith. Residents of the Huntingdon Village area of Abbotsford, B.C. have been told they must leave the area immediately as emergency crews work to support an evacuation effort. Flood watches were issued for four rivers overnight as rain continues to fall in already sodden southern B.C. Abbotsford's mayor says the evacuation order is a precaution with the river expected to peak in just hours and the ground saturated. The Netherlands and Australia have become the latest countries to detect the new Omicron variant in travelers arriving from southern Africa. The Netherlands has confirmed 13 cases, while Australia has found two. A growing raft of measures are being imposed by nations around the world as they scramble to slow the variant's spread. The federal government is set to table a new bill tomorrow to completely ban conversion therapy. It'll beef up a bill that died when Parliament was dissolved ahead of the election. The government has said outlawing conversion therapy is a priority. The original bill only outlawed conversion therapy if adults did not consent to it, but it did ban it for children. After a one-year hiatus, a holiday tradition has returned to Spruce Meadows. The international Christmas market is back with COVID protocols in place. Visitors are having to show either proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test. The Stampeders are in Regina getting ready for today's CFL West Division semifinal against the Rough Riders. Kickoff at 2.30. Pre-game starts at 1 on 770 CHQR. Today's World Cup men's Super G race at Lake Louise is cancelled due to too much snow. They're under a snowfall warning there. Friday's downhill was also cancelled. Matthias Mayer of Austria won yesterday's downhill. Wind warnings west, south, and east of Calgary, not including the city, though. A high of 15 today with a gusty west wind. Low zero tonight, nine tomorrow. It's three degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 11. I'm Jeff Smith.
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines and texts are wide open, 403-974-8255. I do have a couple people on the line. We're going to go to Rose. Good morning, Rose. Hi, Rose. Lost uh, three uh, old fir trees in the, in a real bad wind, and we had a uh, they they were totally uprooted. Uh, now in the spring, I'd like to replace them and put in a shelter belt. What trees would would you suggest for uh, say two rows of shelter belt from the south and the west? Uh, how long of a distance are you looking at doing rows? Like. Uh, well, well, the one is uh, it's between two fir trees that are left, so it's it's three huge fir trees were in that space. So yeah. I, I'm not exactly sure as to how long. You so know, the, one of the main things the you're going to have to do too. Okay, and this is in is this in the city or in the country? No, it's in the country. Okay, so one one thing you're going to want to do if you want to plant in those same areas, you're going to have to dig out all the roots. Well, you know, with, Merle, those big yeah. trees were totally uprooted. I had uh, three huge holes. <laughs> so I, oh, wow. Yeah. I had them filled with soil. So okay, they're nice. gone. They're totally rooted, gone. Wow. Right. Um, so obviously you're going to have lots of wind. So we're going to stay away from um, some of the willows. Like I, lower leaf willows, I've used them in the past. They can get quite thick. I and, was thinking, you know, what about a willow? You know, would they be thick? They use up the moisture. I get a lot of moisture coming from a neighbor who has a huge pond. Comes yeah, across the field then, to me. You know what? Then I I would probably look at doing laurel leaf willows, uh -huh. <clears throat> and you could also um, I I got a prairie cascade, two of them blow, growing in my yard, and if you have oh. a little bit of moisture, they do really well. They and they grow quite fast. Prairie and cascade willow, prairie and they weep. Yes, you know how the weeping willows you see in BC when you go out there? Yes. So this is the one variety that's actually hardy for our zone. Okay. So it's called Prairie Cascade. So it's a weeping willow weeping that's willow. hardy. Yeah, the hardy. ones that yeah, – just make sure you don't buy the ones that are just weeping willow because they're not as hardy for no. our area, the Prairie Cascade. Okay. Um, are great. And if you're, yeah, because you're looking to fill it right in. But you also might want to do a row of lilacs on the backside. On, um, the, uh, so, on the back, further to the south. Yeah, the where the wind comes. First. Yeah, where, yeah, where the wind comes. Because yeah. then what that does, it helps protect and it shoots the wind up over top. So, okay. So a lot of times that's what you'll see. You'll see spruce trees, um, either poplars and then lilacs, or if you start at the front on the backside, put, do a row of lilacs, um, your larger trees, and then a lot of times you'll put your spruce in the front because um, they're a little bit more ornamental for you to look at. So you could add you could add a couple pines or something in front of the willows and okay. that just what, add a little bit of color. instead of the lilac, a row of carragana? Would that, that be the same? Um, they just don't fill in the same way. Like they're they, not – yeah, and they – and they uh, they sucker all over the place. Oh, and you can't get non-suckering. No, not with the carragana. Yeah, you can't. Okay. Whereas the lilac doesn't sucker, and you could put them thick, and they would help. Yeah, they definitely make a big difference. They work great for shelter belts, and if you go with oh. the Velocia um, variety, they Velocia. work really well. Yeah, okay. they work really well as uh, as shelter belts. So. 
Okay, so first of all, the Volosha lilac, and then a row of, or, or so many, and you could yeah, put the well, prairie those... uh, cascade close to each other? Well, you want to go about 15 feet apart, because they do get fairly big, so. 15 feet apart. Yeah. Okay, okay. That sounds great. So prairie cascade and Volosha lilac. First to the south, and then yeah, and then the, the ones house. closer to you. Yeah, if you want to put something a little bit nicer to look at, like you can put some mountain pine or a couple of spruce trees again, or something like that, just so it gives you some winter color that well, you're seeing. I, I, you know that prairie cascade will be nice. I'll do the lattice to the south, and then closer to the house, do the prairie cascade. Yeah, that's going to look awesome. Okay, <laughs> we'll do a row of that. And uh, do you buy, uh, the lilacs? Could you buy them bare root, or they have to all be potted? No, you can do it bare root as well, because they are mm -hmm. actually one of the plants that can do well. That you just have to order them early, like for for bare root stock. Okay. Um, and that's something we're kind of looking at doing is doing a bit of a shelter belt program. But oh, a lot good. of times, it depends like how many you need, like. They will establish a little quicker out of a pot because the the root is established. Are you able to water them where you're going to plant them? Oh yes, I I, I have a hydrant. I've got irrigation right there. Oh okay, I was just perfect. Say, how close do you plant the the Volosia lilac to each other? How many would I then I could Every count four out feet, how many? Three to four feet. Three to four. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay, and then uh, then I I would have to order them ahead of time in the spring. Yep. Yeah, and depending um, where you're at, yeah, in, on the farms, like on the agriculture, there is some of those shelter belt programs that you can get in touch with. Um, uh, you you they, know, I don't want to go with something really tiny. I would like something yeah, a little larger. A little more substantial. Okay, yeah, they give us a shout. We should be able to help you out. Ask okay. for myself or Terry. We'll help you out. What When? March? Yeah, even a little bit earlier, even February. Oh, even February. Yeah. And I, I have to go have uh, you know, walk out there and kind of measure it how many um, bare root I'd need, and the other. Yep. Okay, sounds good. That sounds All right. good. Th thank you, Merle. Thanks. Thanks yeah, for bye -bye. calling. Thanks, Rose. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm almost right at the point where I need to take a break. Um, if you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone lines. We've got a few callers on the lines. If you'd like to join us for the last little bit, we got uh, about 17 minutes left in the show. You can give me a shout at 403-974-8255, and that is also the text line. I haven't had any text for a while. I just wanted to make sure I'll just refresh it, make sure it's uh, working, because I typically always get lots of texts. But right now I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Al. Good morning, Al. Good morning, Harold. Uh, got a woodpecker problem. Yeah. Okay. I got uh, on the north side of the house. Uh, we we have two different spots here where the woodpeckers just love to get into and make one heck of a noise when it reverberates throughout the house. What can yeah. I do to to uh, possibly? Uh, are they going after your trees or anything, or just mainly banging on the on the tin on the house or the oh, siding? It's on the cedar wood on the side of the house. Yeah, what they're doing is they're going in after the bugs, and because yeah. uh, like I said, I was just sort of watching, watching. I got hardy boy, hardy board siding, 
and I was just watching them. They're they're in here digging the digging the bugs out of the crevices and things like that. And for some reason, I, I don't I don't know if they sharpen their beaks, but I know on one of my neighbors, they love going up on his metal chimney and they just bang the crap out of that. <laughs> it's it's yeah. got to be loud in the house. Um, the only it, it's a hard deterrent, right? Some people say those owl um, decoys with the bobbleheads. Yeah. Um, those are supposed to work quite well. Um, some of the shiny, some people have hang CDs, the old CDs, they'd hang those. Or uh, there's a shiny tape that people have hung. But uh, uh, that... Would Bobex work? Um, I don't know. They're not really eating it, though. I don't know if I'd want to spray. Like, it's not really... Because uh, Bob, Bobex is something more for the taste. You spray it on, they taste it. It tastes like um, yeah. crap. So they're not really eating the the siding unless they're and I don't I don't think Bob X would help with that. Um, there's some bird netting if there's a certain area that they're going into. Yeah. You could put some bird netting up as a deterrent. Um, but what I hear those those owls do work pretty good. Um, the bobblehead ones, I, I know we carry them in the store, and people seem to. I've never had anybody come and say they didn't work, so I've had quite a few people come in and ask for them as their friends recommend them. But yeah, that or ensuring that you just hose out your your siding a little bit. Maybe there's lots of bugs in there. Maybe you just need to hose it out once in a while. Because um, I know mine, I had tons of spiders. And the one part of the house where I didn't get to, that's where the birds are at right now. They're eating all the bugs that I didn't get off. Oh, <clears throat> okay. Well, uh, that's I'm more for attracting the birds. I'm not. Uh, I'm not the best at getting rid of them. Yeah, but these guys are kind of noisy. You know, I mean, it's uh, yeah. Birds throughout the house, and it just gets very annoying. I go out there and shoo them away, and they come back again about five minutes. Later. Yeah, so maybe try one of those owls, and then they might say, "Hey, I don't want to go near there." Or you can get those. Uh, the predator birds that you put on your windows, yep. um, they look like a, a falcon or some of the different hawks are flying by. All so right. that might help as well. Okay. All righty. You got any uh, any advice for uh, someone that's got about 15 amaryllis plants that have already bloomed? Um, so what you need to do is is continue to grow them. Yeah, um, do you got the, lots of leaves have, on them? They're taking up a lot of room here, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yep. So what, everything else, and uh, yep. So now you just got to let them go through that cycle, right? Um, let them leaf out for, let them grow for a couple more weeks, and then you can just start letting them die back. And when the leaves are all shriveled up, you can just cut off the old stuff, take them, put them in that in a cool, dark place yeah. um, for a few months. Yeah. And then you can – some people plant them outside in the summer and they bloom again and then they let them do their thing and then bring them in and let them go dormant again. Or you just store them until next uh, fall and uh, keep them in a cooler spot. So um, – and maybe bring them up in different times. Like leave some because you got so many. Maybe leave a few <laughs> in in the in the cool area yeah. um, and then bring them out and stage them so that way you don't have them all blooming at one time. Whole bunch of they were, I had them all stored down in a box of uh, vermiculite, 
And yeah. I'd forgotten about the box. And uh, when I opened it up, yeah, there's all kinds of pale-looking uh, uh, yeah. socks and everything else there. So it was really, really quite a surprise. So it, Yeah, I, they're ready to go at that point. So, But you can stage them, even if you stage them a week or two apart. Yeah. Because um, then that way you'll get uh, colors going all the way through. But that's kind of neat that you have that many going. So good the, on you. Can I get them to flower twice in a year? Yeah, absolutely. They just need that sort of about 12, 8 to 12 week cycle of okay. going dormant. So if you let them go dormant, um, put them in a real cool, dark place for that, for the winter, for the next couple of months. Yep. And bring them up. Yeah, bring them up in early spring. Do a cycle then. Let them bloom, do their thing. Die back again. Put them into a dormant stage for that at least 8 to 12 weeks. And right. then they should get up and going for you again by uh, for winter. All right. Okay. Thanks a lot, Merle. All right. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Take Great care. Right. Thanks, Al. Bye bye. Appreciate it. Bye bye. All right. And I'm going to take my last break of today. And don't forget that later on this afternoon, we have the Stampeders playing. And if you're an Ang uh, uh, Singleton fan, he's playing for the Eagles. That's on here at 11, right after this show. So you got lots of stuff you can do today. But right now, I'm going to take a quick break. You can call me at 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and I'm going to head right to the phone line. Actually, I got a quick text from Tina. Hi, Merle. Those pesky birds are likely northern flickers, and they're on the endangered species list, I think. She uses a soaker hose when she catches them in the act. Works great on, on squirrels as well. And that's from Tina in Calgary. So thanks for that, Tina. Right now I'm going to go to Barb. Good morning, Barb. Hi, Merle. Um, you were talking to Mark from your Prune It Up division uh, a little bit yep. earlier. And I just wanted to say that uh, we had uh, Prune It Up here just on Friday to our home to um, uh, prune two spruce trees, very large, tall spruce trees in our backyard. And yep. uh, I just want... Um, <clears throat> I, I just wanted uh, to say Mark uh, came out and did our estimate, and uh, he went over everything with us and talked about what he thought needed to be done, and he was very thorough. And then we got the estimate in the email, and then it took about uh, three weeks. Uh, we were They scheduled us in and for Friday, and uh, anyways, they arrived on Friday. So I just wanted to give you some feedback about uh, about the service and the job they did. And, uh, I, you know, I have to say, well, the, the, the one uh, young man came to the door and talked, uh, uh, went around in the backyard, and then uh, a whole troop of them arrived. Uh, there was... <laughs> there was five altogether. So I really have to tell you, I really enjoyed watching these guys work up in the trees. And they were, uh, you know, it, it, I learned a lot, actually. And I, I was I was pleased that I could watch them. And uh, they work with, uh, you know, the ropes and the safety gear. And uh, they're very safety conscious, very, very safety conscious 
and um, they were uh, very pleasant. They answered all my questions. And uh, <clears throat> anyways, um, well, I think... Thank you, Barb. I appreciate that. It's I, nice to hear. Yeah, I think Mark will remember our, our place because I have an outdoor workout rig in my backyard. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. So he told me, Mark told me at the <laughs> time he, he, he came, he said, oh, I got a guy that's a bodybuilder. Well, you know, so he's yeah. going to really be interested in this. So anyways, I was prepared for those guys because I had, you know, that I, ha- I have a pull-up bar on my outdoor rig. And oh, nice. I had my bands out and I had I have an athletic wheelbarrow and I put the plates on it and anyways that I have to tell you though I was disappointed because they would not be distracted by that they <laughs> they kept working they kept uh, working and you, and you and you tried taunting them you put out all the toys for them and <laughs> yeah, they didn't bite and, and, <laughs> and then one of them uh, one of them did the one of them did pull-ups and of course he tried to get as many as he could and he got 15 pull-ups so then during the rest of the three hours the the other ones that were up in the trees when they came down at the end when they were done they each had to take a turn to and of course the challenge was on they had to get yeah. 15 reps you know <laughs> oh, but wow. when they came down from the trees i fed them a uh, gatorade and a protein bar so well, they would have a little bit more energy <laughs> well it sounds like you look after yourself as well and thank you for having us in there to look after your trees and and that's great fun when you can do some workout in the yard like that that's awesome yeah i just want to compliment those guys because they they work hard they stay focused focused uh, and they're very safety conscious they cleaned up they made sure that the stuff that went over the fences in our yard they cleaned up they went over and picked it up out of the neighbor's yard and wow, um, that's so good to hear so thank you so much i really appreciate it you're welcome thank you thank you all right thanks and i'll make sure i pass it on to the team thanks you thank you so much barb bye-bye that's uh that's and uh i did not script that and i don't know barb so that's very nice of her to call in with those kind words because i know those guys they they do work hard like and it's it's hard work because they're they're up in the trees they're doing their thing and and it isn't that easy so i might have time for one quick call actually i probably do not have time unfortunately um janet louise i will if you want to text in your questions, I can answer it on the text. I'm still here for a bit. I'll uh, I'll answer your text there if you if you want to give me a shout. Um, but again, don't forget Stampeders, Go Stamps, Go today, and uh, hopefully we get to see them in the final in a week or so. But anyways, have a good one. We'll get our garden on right here next week on 770 CHQR.